Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. We are broadcasting live at the E&B Granite Studios out at the Centene Community Ice Center where the Blues had morning skate earlier today. The Blues had a bunch of prospects, though, earlier this month in Sweden for the World Juniors. And John Morosi was broadcasting for NHL Network as a part of their coverage for the World Juniors. He joins us now via the 101 ESPN hotline. Many of you also know John for his work over on MLB Network, and we'll get to the Cardinals and Major League Baseball here in just a bit. But, John, I know you look forward to this every year as the World Juniors take place. You got to see our guy Jimmy Snuggerud up close and in person. What'd you think of him? Well, first of all, good afternoon, Alex and Brandon and and Tanner. Great to be with you guys in the great city of St. Louis. Uh, Yeah, it was amazing to watch. Jimmy Snuggerud's play during the course of the tournament. And, and then, of course, he gets back to the University of Minnesota over the weekend, has a massive game, a hat trick. <laughs> so clearly he's got that gold medal. He's inspired. Uh, and and I, I look at him as being right on the cusp of potentially being ready to, to sign after the season is over. And I think that, of course, the question of if he wants to do it comes up to, up to him and his family and the Blues and what they want to do. But in terms of his readiness, uh, there is, of course, an example of Brock Faber, who you've seen certainly in the Central Division as well, playing so well for Minnesota. He came back for a third year and stepped right into the playoffs and played great for the Wild. So uh, there may be a case for Jimmy to come back for his junior year next season. But the bottom line is he is playing great on an outstanding trajectory. I think his goal scoring showed up in the big moments in that tournament, and, and it was a delight to watch. That Team USA really has such great cohesion as a group. That group of players played together for two years at the USA Hockey National Team Development Program. And Jimmy Snuggerud, or Snuggy as he's known to all of his teammates, just a a really a popular teammate. And I've I've had a chance to talk to Jimmy now on multiple occasions, an elite shot, and just a true gentleman. And and you're going to love to get to know him in St. Louis. He just has, I think, a tremendous personality. He's going to fit the city exceptionally well. Very much a team-first guy. He's got a lot of talent, a lot of skill, but he's never someone that draws unnecessary attention to himself. So he's, he's, I think he's going to fit perfectly with the Blues and the organization and really help this next generation of great Blues teams advance forward. John, you've been covering these World Juniors for some time now. You've seen a ton of talent at that level. What did you make of Jimmy Snuggerud's shot in person? Well, it's elite, and I've, I've been able to see him play, I think, probably a half dozen times in person now uh, through games at the University of Michigan and elsewhere, just getting a chance to see his shot up close. And, and, and he has had that shot, that elite shot, since he was a high school player in Minnesota. And it got even better and better at the, at the USA Hockey National Team Development Program where they do such a great job to, to bring in young players 
and then have them train at a high-level place. And, and Brian Gallivan, who they really admire so much here in Michigan, to train these players to where Jimmy came in with the skill, and then I think he got even stronger, bigger, faster, and so the release got even better, sharper, quicker. Uh, he's one of those guys, I think, much like his teammate on, on Team USA, Cutter Goche, it's on his stick and it's off his stick very quickly into the back of the net. And and that's an instinct for the game that's hard to teach. He certainly grew up around the game, as you know, his father, uh, NHL player, uh, legend for hockey in Minnesota, his grandfather as well. So he's grown up around the sport. He's a third-generation player who's worn the red, white, and blue now uh, on the U.S. national team in some capacity. So uh, Jimmy's just a first-class guy. And I would also mention this, talking about Team USA in St. Louis, if I want to mention this as well, on Monday, 4 o'clock Eastern Time, NHL Network, we, we go to the next realm of the future. So the players who have not yet been drafted. And so we've got the, the Chipotle All-American game on NHL Network, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. So these are players who are eligible for the draft this year and also in 2025. And that's where we have the story of Shane Bansagi from St. Louis. And he actually is a member of the – uh, junior Blues organization. He's played there for a number of years, but he has now come on and played very well at the U under-18 level this season. Um, he's draft eligible in 25. He's committed to go to Michigan State, and, and he is a big, physical, strong young man. I had a great conversation with him last weekend, really impressed by his character, the way he talks about his game. I think wanting to be at that physical presence think maybe like a Pat Mar- like a younger Pat Maroon style of a player with really good hands. His nickname around the program has become the big show because he's a big guy, he skates well, he's got some finishing talent. So we're talking about Jimmy Snuggerud, already a Blues draft pick, and wouldn't it be great if Shane Van Soggy becomes a Blues draft pick in his hometown as well? St. Louis producing some legit NHL yeah. talent in recent years, John. So we're, we're, this is just the latest in a long line of exactly. NHLers to come out of this area. It's, it's becoming quite the pipeline. You can watch insider John Morosi on MLB Network's Hot Stove weekdays throughout the offseason. And, of course, as you just heard, on NHL Network programs as well. All right, John, let's turn our attention to Major League Baseball. The Cardinals have their winter warm-up this weekend here in St. Louis. So we're starting to get prepared for this upcoming season. They seem to be pretty close to being done, if not all the way done, with their offseason moves, according to Bill DeWitt uh, III and some of the comments that he made earlier this off, or earlier this week. Uh, John, when you look at this Cardinals rotation and what they started with versus where it's at today, how do you assess their rotation? I think it's brought the rotation up to a competitive level in the NL Central. Do I think that they're going to win a seven-game series against the Dodgers this year? No, probably not. But can they win the National League Central where the Brewers, their rotation is not what it was a year ago. Uh, The Cubs, I think they're basically even uh, where they bring in Imanaga and Stroman signs elsewhere. Uh, The Reds are better. Uh, So I think it's they're going to be able to compete. I think overall – I would say this, and you know this, I'm not telling you any breaking news here, the the Cardinals' overall performance relative to expectations and talent was somewhere in like the 10 to 20th percentile of outcomes last year. They just, they had a bad year. We all know it. Uh, Obviously, I I, I saw a number of Cardinal games last year in person. You guys saw more than I did. I don't need to tell you that. But what we do know (laughs) Unfortunately, John, unfortunately. Exactly. You were there. You lived it. 
But what I'll say is this. John Mozeliak at the GM meetings told us we need three starting pitchers. He went out and he got three starting pitchers. I think Sonny Gray, perfect for what they need. I, I, I do think you bring back someone in Lance Lynn who certainly knows the organization. Gibson, a great Midwesterner as well. I think he's going to be a really good fit. So you look at this group overall, uh, it, it, it does feel like a bit of a changing of the guard the first time in really a couple decades that they have not had someone named Pujols, Molina, or Wainwright on the roster. It's kind of a, it's a remarkable new start for the organization. And I, I think, too, the O'Neill trade had to happen. Obviously, there was some friction there. Uh, and I, I think that there was they almost had too many outfielders last year to where there wasn't a lot of consistency. We do need to know exactly what Edmonds going to be, what, what uh, Carlson's going to be, and those questions. I do think Nolan Gorman's a star and is going to get even better. I think Arenado's going to have an even better year in 24 than he had in 23. Uh, Goldie is Goldie. So uh, this team is, I think, a lot better than they looked last year. Maybe you add one more reliever. There's still a ton of relievers out there. I was really intrigued by the news today about Jordan Hicks being a starting pitcher and going to the Giants. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch how that idea unfolds. And certainly I think very highly of Jordan as a person and as a pitcher. But uh, you look at the Cardinals overall, there maybe we'll get one more reliever just because there's a lot of supply still out there. But this team is, is close. I mean, they're close to being what we believe they're going to be in 24, and that is, for me, a much more competitive team than we saw in 2023. We've talked a lot, John, here on the station that the, the starting pitching is the, the biggest concern going into the season. Is that your bigger concern for this Cardinals, is if that starting pitching can hold up? Yes, because I, I do think that that's the foundation of success, and it has been for a long time with the Cardinals. And, and I, I do think that when you have a rotation that's more dependable, you're allowed to use your bullpen in better situations. And I, I go back, you know, Jim Leland, the Hall of Famer, I can say that now, which is fun to be able to say that about Jim. Of course, he spent his time as a Cardinal scout working with Tony back in the day. But Jim always said, a good bullpen is one that you use when you want to and not when you have to. And I think that is so true. Obviously, the Cardinals had much more of a have-to-use bullpen situation last year. And, and I, I almost think that every time – there are exceptions here. But when you have a bullpen that is just – that is treading water from day one and no one can really get the proper rest and you've got to extend a guy here and, and when are you going to use Helsley there, they never got on track. It was just – it was a constant struggle for them last year. And I think that at the very least, Lance Lynn will give you innings and Gibson will give you innings. And I think that that thought process – uh, while it may sound a little old-fashioned, I think it works. And I think when your rotation delivers innings, uh, you know, Lance Lynn, if he goes, you know, this, this won't go down as a quality start, but if he goes five innings and, and three earned, five innings and four earned maybe sometimes, or maybe, or uh, more better, you know, more optimally, six innings and, and four earned, if, if that's what it ends up being. The bottom line is it's a competitive start. may not be a quality start, but it's a competitive start. And, and I think those, those kind of starts you're going to get from Gibson and Lynn to where you're not having to compromise your bullpen mid-game. Um, and, and I think the Cardinals believe they've got some talent coming. I can't wait to see what Jordan Walker has to offer. I can't wait to see what Mason Wynn has to offer. This is a team that I think there is some young athleticism in this organization that I think 2024 is going to be a better venue to see it come out and flourish at the major league level than what it would have been in 2023. 
John Morosi is our guest for just another couple of minutes here on BK and Ferrario. You can see him on MLB Network and NHL Network. You can follow him on Twitter at John Morosi. John, anytime I see you on MLB Network in the morning during those hot stove shows, I know something good is about to take place. We're going to watch something that is compelling. And you've been talking all offseason about Dylan Cease. You've been talking about the Mariners, the Marlins, teams that could be out there potentially with some starting pitching to trade. What are you hearing on the starting pitching trade market right now? And do you hear the Cardinals brought up as a team that's still at least treading in those waters? Yeah, it's a great question. I have not heard much about the Cardinals being aggressive for a Dylan Cease right now. Obviously, at the moment, they've got a full rotation and and feel as though they have enough in-house options right now. I do think that the Cardinals, in a very low-key way, because of the way they had to pursue things in the deadline this past year, they were able to bring in enough capital and prospects that they could potentially make some moves if the right situation evolves. And I think that Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson in particular were not signed with the idea that they're going to be a rotation mainstays for the next five years. They're there to at least give them a, a solid first two-thirds of the season. And then if, if the Cardinals look at their depth and say, wow, we're starting to see – this guy's running out of steam a little bit. This guy's running out of steam. We need some more help. Then I think there'll be players at the right times, whether it's for one of the Marlins arms or Dylan Cease uh, or potentially one of, the, one of the Mariners arms. And the Mariners, I think, have a really good fit uh, with the Cardinals where you can think about uh, position player for pitcher type trades. Uh, one of those classic questions, if the, if the offer is, Jordan Walker for Logan Gilbert, who says no. It's going to be an interesting conversation. I think they're right. Well, yeah, <laughs> so, that, so it's interesting. If I, if I were to be on the radio today in Seattle and I said that, they'd probably say Seattle's going to say no, which is, why, which is one of the reasons why uh, I love baseball trades and one of the reasons why that tells you <laughs> it, 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 may, it may not be as ridiculous as it sounds. Usually, usually when both fan bases say, no way, no way would we do that, it usually is an ind- indication that it's actually kind of fair. Um, kind of close. Um, so, and again, this is one example, but but this sure. is this is how we're looking at the marketplace. Where, yeah, the Cardinals have an abundance of position players. That was the case at the beginning of the off season. Trading O'Neill did not totally change the chessboard in that regard. Um, so, I, I would say on the Cardinals and getting a starting pitcher, not now, but stay close. And 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 I would say this very importantly: don't get the one year rental. I like Corbin Burns from a division rival for a half a season is not going to happen. So don't even, don't even worry about that. It's, it's going to be more of one of those out-of-division trades like Seattle, um, I think like the Marlins, potentially like Dylan Cease, a guy that's got multiple years of control. So, yes, by all means, study the Mariners' arms. Kirby's probably not going anywhere, but Gilbert and Wu and Miller, study the Marlins' arms, whether it's Luzardo uh, Cabrera is another na- name to watch. Garrett's one more. So look at those guys. Uh, and I just gave you seven names when you add in Cease of guys that are controllable. Keep an eye on them as we get towards July 30th, which is the trade deadline this year. John, final one from me. You mentioned both Gorman and Walker's name. What are the ceilings that you anticipate for both of those players? I mean, when things click, they're all-stars. They really are. I mean, and, and you look at it, and, you know, Edmund's been at that all-star level, and I look at their offensive profiles being at least as impactful as what Tommy can do, uh, and, I, and I love Tommy as a player. He's one of my favorites to watch in the game because of his versatility and the way he plays the game. So I, I think that this team, that's the thing about the Cardinals. I, as bad as it was last year, they've got, I think, in both Walker and Gorman, potential all-stars. Mason Wynn, 
has got like a Sean Dunstan arm at shortstop. I mean, like he can really fling it from over there, which I love. I just love watching him play defense. So he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. This team, again, as bad as it was, everybody, I love coming to see baseball games in St. Louis. You know, my grandfather was a Cardinal fan, so I've always, always got a soft spot in my heart for the Cardinals. Like it's, I can't wait to come there for some showcase games this year on MLB Network where the ballpark is rocking and the team is in it again because those trades they made will help. And as bad as last year was, the clarity at the deadline helped the Cardinals make some moves that got them younger and more athletic, and we're going to see that on the field at Bush Stadium this year. John, no chance for Ember Valdez gets traded, right? I would doubt it. I think the Astros are still trying to win. Dana Brown, Dana Brown loves to go for it. He's not the kind of guy that's going to tear up a team that keeps making the ALCS. So I think uh, I would say, for now at least, cross Framber Valdez off the wish list. But it is interesting. They have not signed Valdez, nor have they signed Tucker long-term. So the, the Astros have some pretty big decisions to make. He's John Morosi, MLB Network and NHL Network broadcaster, one of the absolute best in the business. We always love talking with him whenever we get the opportunity to do so. Hey, John, appreciate the time, man. All the best to you and your family. Hopefully we'll talk with you again soon as we get closer to the Major League Baseball season and certainly whenever you get out here to see a Cardinals game. You got it. And whenever Jimmy Snuggerud or Shane Vensaghi scores a hat trick, you call me right away, okay? Oh, you know I'll be doing that, John. We'll be giving John Morosi a call. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds great, guys. I appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Thanks. You do the same. That's John Morosi, one of the best in the business. Always appreciate his time here on 101 ESPN.